0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. This is part two of the Baseball Card Hall of Fame episode. Thanks to Ray from Philly, Mike Line, Victor Roman Sr., who are putting together, doing the heavy lifting for this Baseball Card Hall of Fame project in its fourth or fifth year. Um, You can check out the whole thing on YouTube. Go there, look up the Baseball Card Hall of Fame. Please vote. I think that they got a hundreds of votes, but it'll be great if they add thousands of votes. Be more representative of more people. The hobby is strong. It's older cards and newer cards and it, I think it'd be a great resource for people to see. And it's very visual. They've put that together. Thanks to my sponsors, Spinney and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So, had a lot of fun with this. As I said, don't be overly influenced by me. I hope you'll enjoy this uh, snippet of what I Discussed with those guys on their show. Please go to their show for the full thing and to see the smiling faces. <laughs> there are four of us on the uh, Zoom or StreamYard, plus the visual elements of the cards. So, podcast, not as good, but uh, podcast is what I do. So, I want to give it to my loyal uh, listeners. Thank you all. I'll be back again tomorrow. Mike Moynihan on his excellent podcast. He wasn't shocking the world, but Victor, you probably know this. It's the most valuable tops mm-hmm. rookie card out there because Mantle and Mays are not Not rookies. rookies. This is the most expensive Topps rookie of the era when Topps was from, say, 51 to 80. So I voted for this. I mean, it's a great card. Beautiful, notorious for sure, in a good way of being condition sensitive. Last card in the set. Great card. Eddie Matthews rookie. Not a bad choice. Uh, Okay, 53 Bowman color Mantle. You've got uh, 52 Mantle, Topps. 51 Bowman Mantle. Yeah, 51 Bowman. And so we have I, the 56, yep. 56, which I think the 56 is, is very iconic as well. So it just hurts me to say this. I'd make this one wait as well. It's Otherwise, you've got the Mickey Mantle Baseball Card Hall of Fame. Yeah, of course. And you could pick right. every year of Mantle, and then yeah. you could do your Clemente. Hall right. Of, Hank Aaron yep. and all that. So, so Yeah, that's one of our current struggles, putting new cards on the ballot. Too many cards of the same player or too many cards well, of the same said, set if you said no player can get more than five, then they say, Hey, I'm going to have to pick the best five or no more than three from any one set. All mm-hmm. well, I got to pick the best. Some of the, you guys have a dilemma. I'm just a solitary voter here, guys. I'm, <laughs> <understanding what laughs> we're doing, I'm, I'm glad I'm not on the hot seat. I'm just voter. eventually they'll all be in. I think that and deservedly 54 Bowman, this was on the cusp for me. Uh, that was always a tough card for me. I have it now, but I, I never found it in the seventies and eighties, you know, I found it, but I, It just, I've always believed it was tougher than what it was priced. It was so underrated. It's like a short print. It's probably removed rather than a replacement card with licensing stuff. So I love that card, but I I think it has to wait. K-Line, same thing. K-Line, you already have Banks and Aaron in for 54 tops. And K-Line is a worthy third. If you were going to put in three, he'd be third. So I'd eventually have him in. It's clearly his best card, but again, he's the third best guy in that set. Right. For me, that means he has to wait. But I love the color, the youthful. He was great right from the get-go. 18 years old. Yeah. Awesome from the start. Yep. Okay. And the other reason I didn't vote for the 54 Bowman is because of the 54 Wilson Wieners. Wilson <laughs> yeah, friend. great card. That mm-hmm. is a great card. and I've told a story that I actually lost the card or I misplaced oh. it, that I couldn't mm-hmm. find it for about 20 plus years. I knew I had it somewhere. I knew I hadn't sold it because I love that card. I voted for it. The other reason it's important, I think, is that, again, in the 60s and the 70s, when I was collecting so heavy, you were judged in your collecting pecking order. It, it was assumed you had all the, the baseball card sets from the 50s. But what they didn't know is how many of the regional cards and the hot dog cards, the Stall Myers, the Glendale Meats, the Wilson Wieners, they weren't considered to be rookie cards, but they were so much tougher than Thompson Bowman yeah. that there was a bragging rights of having those cards. And again, just like now, they weren't necessarily for sale. If people brought them to their table, they weren't necessarily offering them for sale. They might be for trade for something else equally rare. So the first time I saw one of those, I picked it up. And again, no questions asked, no dickering on the price. In those days, it wouldn't have been that much, but it's whatever they wanted. I said, I love that card. So, and again, to me, that's way better than the 54 Bowman. So I cast my weight on, on this one. It's one of the best hot dog cards you can have. Probably the uh, Skull Myers are better than the or the Maze. I love it. Okay, 57, Brooks, Robinson. There Again, Mike Moynihan was going through the valuable Tops Hall of Famers, and he was lamenting that Brooks was so much more expensive than Frank. They both have rookie cards in the 57 Tops. I selected the Brooks because he's in the tough series. It's the next to last series for 57s that are tougher. And so that is a great card. He looks so old now compared to how young he looks here. Now you think, how could that guy be such a great third baseman? He looks like an old man. (laughs) He was a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Probably a Schmidt guy, but but (laughs) Robinson set the standard. Well, the mail a great card. in 57. The Koufax is a great card in that series. And Aaron with the reverse negative, but I'm voting for Brooks. Okay. So he's, can't go wrong with that a lot of rookies in that set too yeah yeah, there's yeah yeah jim bunning and maseroski and frank and brooks and we're missing one dry steel okay yeah okay 58 maris i love the card It, it shows him in less complicated days it's you just think wow three years later this guy is the attention of every sports writer and yeah and sports cast of his chase for 61. And there's no fifty-eights in there yet, and this is really a worthy card. I, I think it'll eventually get in there, but I didn't vote for it this time. Okay, I'm okay. I'm actually sympathetic for Maris to be in the baseball hall of fame. And yeah. say Dale Murphy. I think two MVPs, two years in a row where they say you are the best player, that's better than ten years of mediocrity. And the last five years for Murphy and for Maris of not really performing at their same level. They performed at a really high level and Maris. Was just spent as a person. I think just that—that was really tough. So my heart's with Maris, but I'm gonna wait wait for. Uh, yeah, same thing. I, I respect Yaz. I, I'm not taking it off because it's horizontal. Because all those rookie stars were horizontal in '60. I remember collecting in '60, but it just was never a tough card. Victor and Mike. It wasn't a tough enough card in my neighborhood. Nobody said, "Hey, did you get the Yaz?" Mm-hmm. Again, he really hadn't emerged at that time. It's a worthy card now. He's a second baseman. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, so, so I would make him wait. I think it eventually gets in because it's it's a indication of, of a style. Oh, I glossed over. One of the cards that made a big splash in my neighborhood, of course, he was originally from Pennsylvania, was the Stan Musial 58 Tops All-Star. Yeah. You know, he had sat out for all those years of no cards, and he was super popular as a player, really nice man. I've met him, mm-hmm. and he's from Demora, which I think is Western Pennsylvania. He was yeah. just a, a good old guy, and that card in my neighborhood was a big deal. Because mm-hmm. it was the first Stan Musial. That's a good choice for next year's ballot. Next year, yeah. Yes, yes, rookie is getting a lot of hobby love this in the past year. I've noticed sixty tops rookie here of Carl. Oh, Carl, yeah, a hobby love. Yeah, it's it's a great card. Okay, Seaver with the Dennehy. I don't have a problem with the second guy on there, even though they look the same. I think you have a choice of whether you want to do Seaver or Carew. They're both tough, but when I, I did get a case of high numbers of sixty sevens one time, and Seaver was tougher than. Carew, and again the toughest card in the '67 high and there was Brooks Robinson. Oh yeah, that would definitely. also be a consideration. Now I've already voted for '57 tops Brooks, so I, I, I'm not going to vote for both of them at the same time. But if you had a '67 Brooks Robinson, again I broke a case, and there were very few Brooks Robinsons in there, mm-hmm. and it, but not twice as many Severs as are Carews than Severs, but noticeably more. So they're probably worth some double. Okay, so I did vote for the Seaver. The 67. 68 Seaver, obviously, I didn't. Again, I love the tops trophy all star rookie things. That was a big thing in the 60s. And I, I think you need to have one of them in there, but I wouldn't put them both in the same year. So I'd right. I'd leave it on the ballot. And for the same reason, the next card, the bench, which is the 69, I love the little trophy there. Add some distinction to it. Again, very worthy. You're catcher short, perhaps, if you don't have Barrett or bench. Arguably, two of the very best catchers of my lifetime or, or ever. So, again, I didn't vote for it, but I think eventually it's going to get in because his two-player rookie card, I I think, is just not that tough. Just doesn't get that much respect. If you were ever going to go against Victor and say, we're going to (laughs) use the second player, the second year individual card, this would be an opportunity to do that. Clemente, again, hurts me to say, I did not vote for this card. Again, it's not a posthumous card. I, I think it was produced when he was still alive in its first series and they just let it come out. There's no notation on it. It's a classy card. I just think I, I have such a bias for Clemente. I'm trying to say, hey, I can't vote for everything Roberto, the great one. But when you think of what player has a famous last card, I think, most people, I think most people think of 69 Tops Mantle. Yes. Last card, more so than the 73 Clemente. Right. I think Clemente would be the second one you'd think of. Because right. he died right. the last day of 70. Yeah. Okay. Is it Ray from Boston? Is it no. from New York? No, it's no. from Philly. I'm saying, Ray, right. I did not do this just for you, but <laughs> I, I didn't want to get kicked off the show. <laughs> so this, I voted for this Ron Say rookie. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I have I have that card autographed by Say. Should I erase uh-huh. the autograph? <laughs> it was autographed by Schmidt, I'd be really pleased. John Keating digs deep into the 70s with his mm-hmm. 70s card show. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons Mike Schmidt is his hero is because Mike Schmidt started out cold and yeah. hung in there and then came on strong for 600 homers. Yeah. And this card is reflective of a guy that's just one of three. And at the time, I think every general manager would have rather had surely Ron Say, the Penguin, maybe even John Hilton, I don't know. <laughs> Mike Schmidt couldn't make contact. When he did, he hit it a long way. And so yeah, he had Steve a bad rookie year. Uh... Great career. So I'd like to think Ron Say's a plus. Uh, it's probably a plus, but if it was just Mike Schmidt, I'd be fine with that. So I voted for him. The man is-